Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer Today for uh, July 12th, 2021. Uh, glad that you are with me. Uh, I am here in Montreat, North Carolina for a conference with the youth of South Louisa, Louisiana Presbytery. So I thought I would do my daily prayers from here. So this is the view off of our little front porch. A deer just walked by uh, a few minutes ago. Anyways, let's go ahead and get started. And you probably can hear there's a little brook nearby and all that sort of stuff. And apparently you see the sun. That's exciting. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Maybe let's get started. There we go. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy never cease, fresh as the morning and sure as the sunrise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. God of all glory, we give you thanks that through the gift of baptism we have been crucified with Christ and united with him in resurrection. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let our lives proclaim the good news that we are dead to sin and alive to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our reading for today, or our readings for today, are Psalm 5 and 145, 1 Samuel 18, 5 through 30, Acts 11, 19 through 30, Mark 1, 29 through 45. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give heed to my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil will not sojourn with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in awe of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouths. Their hearts are destruction. Their throats are open graves. They flatter with their tongues. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsel. Because of their many transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, so that those who love your name may exalt in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover them with favor, as with a shield. Psalm 145. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God's greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, 
and on your wondrous works I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed, and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and God's compassion is over all that God has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all God's words and gracious in all God's deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all God's ways and kind in all God's doings. The Lord is near to all who call on God, to all who call on God in truth. God fulfills the desire of all who fear God. God also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love God, but all the wicked God will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless God's holy name forever and ever. First reading, 1 Samuel 18, 5 through 30. David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him. As a result, Saul sent him over the army, and all the people, even the servants of Saul, approved. As they were coming home when David returned from killing the Philistine, the women cried, or came out of all the towns of Israel, singing and dancing, to meet King Saul with tambourines, with songs of joy and with musical instruments. And the women sang to one another as they made merry, Saul has killed his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry, for the saying displeased him. He said, They have ascribed to David tens of thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. What more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day on. The next day an evil spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and he raved with his ha- within his house. While David was playing the lyre, as he did day by day, Saul had his spear in his hand, and Saul threw the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. So Saul removed him from his presence and made him a commander of a thousand. And David marched out and came in, leading the army. David had success in all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. When Saul saw that he had great success, he stood in awe of him, but all Israel and Judah loved David, for it was he who marched out and came in leading them. Then Saul said to David, Here is my elder daughter, Merab. I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, I will not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines deal with him. David said to Saul, Who am I that... And who are my kinsfolk, my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at the time when Saul's daughter Morab should have been given to David, she was given to Adriel, 
the Meholathite as a wife. Now Saul's daughter, Michal, loved David, Saul was told, and the thing pleased him. Saul thought, let me give her to him as she may be a snare for him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul said to David a second time, you shall now be my son-in-law. Saul commanded his servants, speak to David in private and say, see, the king is delighted with you and all his servants love you. Now then, become the king's son-in-law. So Saul's servants reported these words to David in private, and David said, Does it seem to you a little thing to become the king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and of no repute? The servants of Saul told him, This is what David said. Then Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, The king desires no marriage present except a hundred foreskins of the Philistines, that he may be avenged on the king's armies. Now, Saul planned to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When his servant David told these words, David was well pleased to be the king's son-in-law. Before the time had expired, David rose and went along with his men and killed 100 of the Philistines, and David brought their foreskins, which were given in full number to the king, that he might become the king's son-in-law. Saul gave him his daughter Michal as a wife, but when Saul realized that the that the Lord was with David and that Saul's daughter Michal loved him. Saul was still more afraid of David, so Saul was David's enemy from that time forward. Then the commanders of the Philistines came out to battle, and as often as they came out, David had more success than all the servants of Saul, so that his fame became very great. Acts eleven nineteen through 30 now those who were scattered because of the persecution that took place over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, and they spoke the word to no one except Jews. But among them were some men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who in coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, also proclaiming the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number became believers and turned to the Lord. News of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he rejoiced, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast devotion. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for an entire year they associated with the church and taught a great many people. And it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. At that time, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine over all the world. And this took place during the reign of Claudius. The disciples determined that according to their ability, each would send relief to the believers living in Judea. This they did, sending it to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. And from Mark. Chapter 1, verses 29 through 45. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand, and he lifted her up. Then he, the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought him to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, 
and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And when he had prayed, and there he prayed, and Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country and the people came to him from every quarter. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we have a continuation of the story of David and Saul. Um, David and Saul are coming back from the the battle with the Philistines where David defeated Goliath and the people are raving, specifically the the women, and they are saying that Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Well, this doesn't do well for uh, Saul's ego. It bruises his ego quite a bit. And so he is angry at David. In fact, he tries to kill him in one of this sort of murderous Uh, manic rages. Then we have a back and forth of he basically had promised that David would marry one of his daughters. So he sort of promises to that he marry one of them. And uh, he just has to go and do valiant things. And he thinks, well, you know, the Philistines are not going to like this valiant warrior, so they're going to kill him off. Well, that does not work. Uh, He defeats the Philistines instead of being defeated by them. And, um, and then Saul just marries that, that daughter off to someone else. Well, Michal is another one of his daughters who does love him. And so he says, fine, I will give David a ridiculous task. Go and defeat the Philistines and bring me back 100 foreskins from them. Super gross. Um, and it's designed, it's, it's like this challenge that he's supposed to die through. Um, we imagine that the Philistines would not find it very uh, pleasant that these Jew- Jewish warriors are taking their manhood. And so he thinks, surely they're going to kill David. Well, David comes back with a sack of foreskins, again, super gross, and... He now is able, in theory, to marry Michal. And Saul realizes that he's basically been outmaneuvered. Because David now not only has this broad popular support, but he also is married to the current king's daughter. So um, that really puts him in a good place as far as being the future king. And Saul is uh, not happy about that situation. And we will continue to see that unfold then in Acts, we have um, things unfolding in 
and Antioch. Antioch becomes sort of the, the new center of the early church. This is the place where it is first sort of really um, sort of instituted that Gentile believers should or Gentiles should be given the the chance to become believers. And so there are people from Cyrene and Cyprus who not only go and proclaim in the synagogues, as is the common thing, but also to the Hellenists, those who are of Greek uh, thought, um, who speak Greek. And Barnabas is sent up there to see what's going on. And Barnabas is, I, I love Barnabas. Barnabas is very sort of open-minded. He is. He's willing to see wherever the spirit is going. And the spirit seems to be going in this direction. So great. So he goes over to uh, Tarsus to get Saul. And he thinks Saul would be a really good person to be in this situation. And so he and Saul go to Antioch and they stay there for a year and they build this church that is made specifically of some Jewish folks, but also, and maybe even primarily, of Gentile folks. And it is in Antioch we learn that the name Christian is first used. Before that, they have been known as the way, and even after this, a little bit, they'll be known as that. But this word Christian, literally meaning little Christ, was probably a uh, a name of derision. Um, it was a, they were kind of making fun of them, and they took it and they said yeah that's right we'll we'll be little christ that's fine we'll take that name then from mark uh, jesus uh, again in mark the crowd is a major sort of issue Um, not quite an adversary but um, is is certainly a problem for jesus jesus sees this huge crowd gathering around Um, they go to the house of simon heal his mother, but then everybody hears about this, and, and people are just crowding around so much that Jesus just needs to get away. He goes off into the wilderness, out into the mountains, um, to just be alone, to pray, and his disciples come and find him and say, hey, wh- where are you? Why, why did you leave? Everybody's looking for you, and that's basically the answer, because everyone was looking for me. It was, it was too much, and so Jesus says, basically, we're not going back there. We're going to go somewhere else. Other people need to hear this story, but the their crowd is too heavy there. So let's go other places. Um, this will this is a kind of a major theme here in this beginning part of Mark. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and continue on with our prayers. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. We lift our voices in prayer and praise, Holy God, for you have lifted us up to new life in Jesus Christ, and your blessings come in generous measure. Especially we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ for all. The wonder and beauty of creation. the love of family and friends, opportunities for faithful service, particular blessings of this day, 
people of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for this group from the Presbytery, as well as our own youth who are here at Montreat. We pray that they would have a great week, and thank you for the, the long but uh, safe drive up. We hold up to, before you human needs, God of compassion, for you have come to us in Jesus Christ and share our love, life so that we may share his resurrection. Especially we pray for the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Peace and justice in the world. those in whom we see Christ's suffering. Those who offer Christ's compassion. Particular concerns of this day. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Pam, Bill's friend, who is home from the hospital, but frustrated that her eyesight has been affected by the stroke. We pray for David, a friend of Jan Ann's who is recovering from bypass surgery. For the family and friends of Ben, a co-worker and teammate of Dennis's. For Freddie, who is undergoing a new round of chemotherapy, and also for Ashley, who is caring for her. Eternal God, our beginning and our end, be our starting point and our haven and accompany us in this day's journey. Use our hands to do your creation and use our lives to bring others the new life you give this world. In Jesus Christ, Redeemer of all. Amen. Now let us continue using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. You can there find some more information about our prayer list, as well as um, listening to this in podcast form, unless, of course, you're doing that already. And if you are doing so, thank you so much. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And today we are on location in Montreat uh, Conference Center in North Carolina. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a very blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.